and welcome to another episode of The Shield Maiden. I'm your host, Natalie, and today I wanted to talk about why I've been on a hiatus for so long. And for those of you who don't know, we got COVID. And I wanted to discuss how COVID affected us and how it affected our business. Now, we got COVID, well, my husband, who is the... uh, pretty much the head instructor of our martial arts facility. He ended up contracting it and we're not exactly sure how. You know, we kind of have some, uh, you know, you kind of have some ideas, but we don't know if an asymptomatic, you know, person came into the gym and didn't realize that they were a carrier or even had COVID and spread COVID. And so, You know, we also don't know if he went to Wawa and touched something that someone who had COVID touched. Like, we just, we just don't know. All we do know is that he was teaching um, earlier in the week and he was, he thought he was coming down with like a a sinus, you know, the allergies and all that kind of stuff with spring and, and he was, you know, he thought he was having some allergy issues and then about Wednesday, on a Wednesday, he was like, I really don't feel good. And I'm kind of scared because of COVID. I'm going to go get tested. He tested and he was positive. And at the time, his symptoms weren't really bad. And so uh, we immediately closed down the school. And of course, we had to reach out and let everybody know we try to be as transparent and we told ourselves that like we'd had a conversation we we're like you know what happens if worst case scenario situations and we were both on the same page as, as we've got to be as as transparent as possible and upfront and forthcoming I, you know because throughout this whole thing as soon as we were actually allowed to open <laughs> and of course I have my own thoughts and very strong opinions on that but when we reopened the academy after the whole lockdown we for a short while allowed you know like we were we were not pushing masks but we were encouraging masks we quickly saw that it was that it was no bueno that it was not helpful People just cannot train with a face covering on in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, especially in Florida. Like it, it just wasn't a good idea. We were having a lot of people just, you know, fall out through, you know, like we actually had a student have heat stroke because they were wearing the mask, wearing the uniform, the air conditioning was going, but it was just a really hot day. And so it was a little warmer than normal. And the student ended up having heat stroke in our class. It was crazy. So we had decided after a while that irregardless of the mask, you're training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there's no such thing as social distancing. And thankfully, we live in Florida. Okay, so thankfully, Florida is an open state. Our governor is very on board and very pro-business. And we are of the mind as, you know, what we do for a living, we run a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. And so we own a business. We're business owners. And so for us, 
we were like, you know, in order for our business to survive, well, we have to be able to teach. And thankfully, the governor was like, yep, you're welcome to teach. We are not, you know, I as a governor in the state of Florida am not enforcing a mask mandate, but businesses are welcome to do as they see fit and what they see is most best for them. And so that's kind of where we have what we've got going on. Then you have the counties pushing what they think they should do. And so from what I've read and what I understand, and I am not a legal expert at all, so I may be completely off base with this statement, but to me it made sense. I looked up some more information. I kind of I delved into it. And <clears throat> because there's no state law and there's no mask mandate, the county law it can kind of be enforced, but there's no backbone, backbone to it. So there's no, <clears throat> sorry, I have something in my throat and it's driving me crazy. So what that means is, for example, in our county, they pushed a mask mandate and the mask mandate was like, you know, you got to wear it when you're outside, you got to wear it everywhere, you know? And <clears throat> that but the fun, like there was no fines, there was no punishments assessed. It said that the, um, the Collier County Code Enforcement was going to be the enforcers. <laughs> and so there has been absolutely, and, and we actually, our town was put on the map because we had a very big, um, kind of like a farmer's market, like an upscale farmer's market they refused to enforce a mask mandate and they were like you want to wear a mask wear a mask you don't want to wear a mask don't wear a mask and so it became a huge just kind of subject of you know conversation I guess so throughout that there was no real I don't know fear of you know, your business being closed down like there were in other states. Like in other states, you know, the police were knocking on your door and putting you in jail. That did not happen, at least not in our area. And we decided that we were going to kind of stay below the radar. We didn't really post anything on our social media. We didn't make like a political stance. Now, as business owners, we made a personal decision that we thought was best for our business You know, whether or not we're one way or the other is irrelevant. And we actually try our best not to push that and, you know, and even show that or showcase that in our, in our academy, because, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everybody's entitled to their idea of thinking and, and all that kind of stuff. And all we do is we sat down, we thought what was going to be best for our academy, for us as business owners, and then let people know that that was our decision because we are the owners of the business. So most businesses, they say, okay, well, masks are required upon entering the store. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's, it's because of them. And then you've got other stores that are like, nope, no mask required. You don't have to do anything. And that's completely because they have that right to, uh, you, you know, to do that. So we decided no masks. We do ask people for personal, you know, we want them to, to 
be personally responsible for themselves and their health. And so if anybody's not feeling well at all, we ask that they stay home. We have thermometers available, you know, hand sanitizers. We're doing the extra cleaning. We are spacing out the chairs for the seating area for like parents and students who just want to come in and, and like a newer potential student who wants to come in and watch. So we have the seating kind of spaced out, but other than that, we don't enforce it. We ask you to wash your hands. You know, we, we just ask you to take personal responsibility on your health and then making sure that you're not only looking out for yourself, but you're looking out for your team. Because what happened is professor got sick and we don't know because professor doesn't go anywhere. And as when I say professor, my husband, he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> he goes to the gym. He might swing by and do a grocery pickup order hit a gas station for gas and you know maybe a you know maybe a, a snack on the way home and that's it like he hasn't been going to the gym he hasn't been doing a whole lot and uh, he has just been working and coming home and so he likes to go into Publix like maybe Publix <laughs> so all of a sudden we didn't know where he got it from and so we immediately shut down the school. We were very transparent, like I said earlier. We let everybody know what was going on because we were like, you know, this is worst case scenario. This is what we promised we were gonna do. We were gonna do our best and we weren't going to be fearful of this virus. We were just going to deal with it because it was just, it wasn't if it was gonna happen. Like I always knew that. I said, you know, this virus is spreading like wildfire. It's not if it's gonna happen to us. It's a matter of when. Unless we're going to live in a bubble in our house and never walk outside, then we just got to assume that we're going to get it. So when we did, we let everybody know, we closed down the school, and we had, we actually had students who were like, well, I, you know, they ran out and tested themselves right away, and they're like, well, I tested negative. So can I go ahead and you know, can we do an open mat? And while you're getting better, can the rest of us still train? And we immediately, like, we, we entertained the thought for a little bit and then we immediately shut it down because what happened is a couple of days later after my husband had tested positive, I tested positive. And then it was like a domino effect and, and we had people who had been in his class, they were popping up testing positive. And so we were very glad that we made the decision not to open, do an open mat or allow anybody to teach. We were like, no, we need to close down the gym entirely, not have anyone there. So that way people who were exposed and get sick are able to kind of figure out they're sick, deal with it, <clears throat> get better, and then we can come back with a clean slate and we're not spreading it uh, you know, like, for example, if I had gone in and started teaching the classes because I felt fine, <clears throat> but I was a carrier, I would have been walking around spreading COVID to every student. And so, you know, we're very, we're very grateful that we made the decision that we did. And, you know, and we really did think about it pretty hardcore. So 10 days, and thankfully, we had kind of gone into like, because he had gotten tested on a Wednesday, we closed down the gym for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we were closed for the next week. So we really didn't lose two whole weeks, 
you know we we lost about a week and a half and students were very understanding we were very lucky we told students were like you know if you don't feel comfortable training with us any longer if you know this kind of thing scared you if you're concerned if you're worried about the missed classes you know give us a call we'll try and take care of you as best we can and thankfully our students were really really cool and most people who train jujitsu they're already pretty healthy they you know they didn't want to live their life in a bubble or in fear and they want to you know they want to train and so we're very upfront with new students with anybody who gives me a call I let them know right away hey look we're cleaning all the time we're doing a lot of preventative measures but we don't require masks and I've had some people who are like awesome most people honestly are like awesome cool regular life again and then I have some people mostly parents who are like what do you mean you're not putting on masks and I explained to them our reasoning and I'm like this is what I was like but look this is our decision that's why I'm letting you know up front because I want you to make your own decision based on what you think is best for you and your family that's why I'm telling you we are very open about it if you don't feel comfortable it's absolutely no problem you're welcome to to not come you know and I've only had that a couple times most people who call us they're looking for a place that doesn't require masks you know because nobody really wants to wear the mask and then also because of what I do outside of the martial arts because I work at the mental health facility I'm seeing people get sick all the time and they're wearing masks I speak to my friends who are nurses doctors and it, you know the mask is a little bit of a preventative yes but it is not the end-all be-all of everything that people are making it out to be and I think it's so funny because it just it cracks me up because you'll get people who go into a restaurant they wear the mask for just that 30 second entrance and then they're taking it off immediately as they sit down I'm watching these people go to the bathroom without it on I'm watching these people come back from the bathroom touching their face and touch you know they open the door they walk to the they walk to the chair and then they run around fear-mongering and I'm just like I don't I don't get it like <laughs> the rest of us just want to live our lives we understand COVID is a true and real thing but we also understand that <clears throat> you know life must go on and so <laughs> that was a lot and our gym is actually we're back so this is our second week back into it I ended up a lot of people are asking well what were your symptoms well Professor Paula my husband his symptoms were like he came home and he was a little fatigued and he was very tired and he had a small cough and his body was really achy and so he was sick for probably about three or four days and then he was better he had a fever for like three or four days he took some medicine uh, you know which is like Tylenol ibuprofen because they don't give you anything they don't tell you anything they're just like stay at home and take some Tylenol ibuprofen and so we just did a lot of like fluids and rest and all that kind of stuff <clears throat> and then my symptoms were a little different where my symptoms started off where like I, I I did have the achy body the back was really bugging me like my back and, I, and you know I was like oh well maybe it's that time of the month and 
then all of a sudden I had a headache and then it developed into a uh, like a weird sinus I felt like I had a horrible sinus infection forever you can still kind of hear it and that's why I think that my throat is weird because there are lingering symptoms I had a fever for like five or six days and I had weird pains in my legs. I had, I had a couple weird, you know, and it changed every day. And what was crazy is that our students all had different symptoms as well. And so even though we were, we seemed to be all exposed at the same time, you know, what we were all experiencing was a little bit different. Like, you know, some people, we had students experiencing insomnia. We had students experiencing, like they said, oh, it's like I have a stomach bug. And that had happened to Professor Paulo and I, but it wasn't like extreme. You know, like we just didn't want to eat. Anytime we did, it would, uh, it just what didn't sit well. And, you know, so, but with rest, relaxation, taking care of ourselves, we got over it. Now, it does linger a little bit. At least it has for me more than it has for my husband. Um, but, like, I'm not training a whole lot right now. And I'm pretty heavy. Like, I'm, I'm probably... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not as lean or in shape as my husband, not by any means. And so I have like this weird kind of lingering chest tightness and uh, fatigue. Oh my goodness, fatigue with this stuff is serious. So I can see where it can be scary for some people, but especially if you've got like emphysema, COPD, asthma, like I can get where you can be concerned. But it, it really, honestly, for us, it was no worse than a bad flu, a bad sinus infection, a really bad cold. Like it just, it sucked. Yeah, it was, it was no fun, but it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, I, for all the fear and all of the hysteria and all of just the, the change that has happened because of this virus to actually get it. And then at the end of it, just be like, what? We, we have completely changed our way of lives. People have lost their jobs. Children are, you know, like where I work, mental health has just gone through the roof where kids are out of whack people, you know, adults are out of whack, families are becoming, you know, in disrepair, and it's just, it's sad sight to see. We're seeing more people <clears throat> dealing with the side effects of the mental anguish that COVID, you know, of, of, you know, the change in our lives and our culture, than I'm seeing, you know, like COVID deaths. And I know it's horrible. No one ever wants anyone to die from a sickness. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that this has really messed up some people's lives because we decided to, to live on the side of fear instead of, you know, preventative action. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks turned into, oh, my God, we're looking. We're now a year into this. And life is still, still out of sorts. Um, so like, for example, <laughs> I'm getting ready to take my kids to Disney on ice today. They have developed this system where they have limited capacity and they've developed a system of pods. 
So you get to sit with like your group, your your you know your family and stuff like that. And so I guess I'll I'll see how it actually you know comes to fruition today. But like that's just a diff that's just one difference. And I don't know. I see the pros and cons in big group settings like that because it can happen anywhere, but it can happen anywhere. So anyways, <laughs> that's kind of what's happened to us. I'm sorry I've been off for such a long time. It just, it really knocked us down for a minute and then push come to shove, call the health department, let the health department, you know, they, they ask all their questions and then um, they ask me, they go, okay, well, are you quarantining from your children? And I say, I make a joke, I laugh. I was like, oh my goodness. I said, well, how, how do you quarantine from a five and six year old? You know, my 11 year old probably be cool if I gave her like a tablet and sent her on the side of the house and told her to just do her. Like she'd probably survive. But my five and six year old, like, <laughs> so I, I said, it was like, you know, how do you socially distance from a five and six year old? And he's like, okay, I'm going to take that as a no. And just so you're aware, after your 10 day quarantine, which my children have been in quarantine with me, as soon as my husband tested positive, I called the school and pulled my children out because I was like, I don't know if they're carriers. I don't know, you know, like. I just want to be safe. <laughs> they go, after your 10-day quarantine, your children will have to do an additional 10-day quarantine. What? I said, but they're showing no signs, no symptoms. Nobody has a fever. Nobody's developed anything. And they've been with us this entire time. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, like after the 10 days of exposure... Now they do an additional 10 days to make sure that they don't get sick. And I was like, okay, whatever. Even if our children, because how it affects the adults is completely different than how it affects the children. Because <clears throat> I am 100% certain, I'll say 99.9, okay? 99.9. .9. My oldest got it. She had a fever for a couple days. She had a headache and a backache, but in a little bit, a little bit of a cough was there for a few days. She didn't experience the severity of what my husband and I experienced. Like it knocked us down. My two little ones, like my middle one had like a little bit of a, of a stuffy nose um, and had like an elevated temperature. Not, I wouldn't even put it at a fever, just a little bit elevated. It was like it was like 98.9 or something and it's 98.6 is the normal temperature and for like one evening and then had a stuffy nose and was right as rain my youngest she complained of like just being a little tired but nothing else there was no fever there was no uh, you know like they weren't as hungry but that was it so how this is affecting children Again, a complete and total end of the spectrum than how this is being handled by adult bodies. So I, I did want to make mention of that because I thought that was definitely, I was like, whoa. I was like, so kids are pretty much okay. They're protected for the most part in most cases. And it's the adults that are more, much more susceptible to this 
than anything else. <clears throat> so with that being said, guys, that's kind of where we've been. I'm going to start back on my, um, on my podcast. I want to get back onto it. If anybody has any questions or concerns, wants me to discuss something, talk about something, please don't hesitate to contact me. And um, I'll see you on the next episode. Okay, guys, thank you. Be well. We made it out. Okay, everybody, you know, this is, this is something that we can get through, you know, with, with patience and making sure that we rested properly and ate properly and made sure we're getting in tons of fluids. We came out of this. Okay. All right, guys. So thank you so much for caring, for listening. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.